this should definitely be fun. I told you guys last week that we're going to avoid the big topic in wrestling until we get more clarity. And even though a little bit more clarity has come out in the last week or so, I'm still not going to fucking talk about it because everyone's talking about it. And I'd rather wait to make sure we're in the clear before we start making accusations and all that stuff because right now it's just speculation. But what's not speculation is The Rock. So basically what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about The Rock. Uh, AEW last night, because I know all of you were talking about that, too. Then I'm going to go very fucking off topic before Taylor gives his review, which is pretty much off topic anyway, and then uh, give out some flowers. So are you cool with that, Taylor? Yeah, I also got a little bit of things I want to talk about after the flowers, but we'll get there later. Okay, okay. So first and foremost, The Rock. Is he just doing this for Cloud at this point? Because that's what I think he's doing. So I've been doing the YouTube rabbit hole game for the last few weeks, right? And I keep running into these, like... If you're not working hard, then you're not doing it right. And I had seven cents to my name, and look where I'm at now. I'm a billionaire, and I've got all this money, and it's just like, fuck off, dude. Like, wait, everybody's got to be a look at me, Louie, nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, there can never just be somebody that's like, oh, okay, I worked hard. And you know I worked hard because I busted my ass every day for 350 days and wrestled for years every day on the road and then became the biggest actor in the world. I've got to rub it in your fucking face. I am so happy for Tamina that The Rock bought her a house. But at the same time, I've started to notice, is he trying the tribal chief? Why didn't the tribal chief buy the house if he runs the family? And I know Tamina's in the fucking family, but no, with The Rock, it's one of those things. One, first and foremost, if you're really going to keep on using this seven cent shit, just tell us your dad was not nearly as successful in wrestling as you were. Well, they just didn't make money back then. Uh, no. And also, there's a little bit of racism thrown in there, too. But not to mention, you know, like, a relative of that family was also a promoter and shit. So there's a lot of things going on. There was money to be made. And if you watch The Young Rock, uh, literally, everybody showed up at one point or the other. So there's that. But no, what I'm trying to say is... <laughs> Why do you have to go for his dad? Who are you, Christian Cage or Lax? Well, have you watched Young Rock? No, I haven't watched Young Rock. I'm saving it for the podcast. You're ruining content for later. I haven't even got to it. I saw Stone Cold on there. I'll tell you. They go out of their way to write certain wrestlers into situations that literally aren't even fucking possible. It's a TV show, though, just like wrestling. Nah, you make a very fair point. Do you want to be entertained, or do you want it to be factual? Um, I kind of want it to be factual. Nah, I'd rather be entertained. Give me some bullshit. But anyway, like, I'm here for The Rock doing good things. But why do you always have to make a TikTok or an Instagram about it? Like, if you're going to do things... Just do good fucking things. The only reason I could see that he would do this is nowadays this might be the only way to be the most successful actor. You might need to have your face on every billboard. You might need to be like, look, I bought her a house. Like, I'm a good person. So people will want to support you. Like, that's the reason he can make 30 movies a year and people will still go see him. Maybe. Is he actually still making movies? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. He made like four this year and I'm going to review one today. I tuned the fuck out to that. And I will say maybe I'm impartial or biased or whatever the fuck you want to say. I personally think John Cena is a better actor than The Rock. Keep rolling. I'm going to look up what movies he made just this year. Okay. Please do because I need to get educated, I guess. And we will continue this. But yeah, no, The Rock, like, Everybody knows The Rock. He's a household name, whether you like it or not. Whether you know him from movies or you know him from wrestling, he is a household name to the point where, regardless where you know him from, you don't even know him as Dwayne Johnson. You know him as the fucking Rock. I don't know about that anymore. I would say that, like, the younger generation and my kids that maybe aren't wrestling fans don't know him as The Rock. They don't refer to him as The Rock? They don't know him as The Rock. They don't know him as a wrestler at all. But still, like, I feel like that nickname is kind of caught on. Maybe that is, like, him. who he is. That would be fair. I don't know. 
I will say, though, one of my favorite little uh, things to pull over on people who don't know about his wrestling career is to take a picture of him together with himself. Uh, obviously, these motherfuckers are photoshopped, but they are some really good pieces of Photoshop. And I've actually convinced a person or two that The Rock and Dwayne Johnson are identical twins. It only lasted for a day or so, though, because there's always that asshole who tries to ruin the joke. And you know what? Fuck that guy, because why can't I have a little bit of fun at Dwayne's expense? You're you know? not allowed. You're not allowed. All right. So do you All have right, this list? So 2021, three movies, three hits. Okay. Hit Jungle me. Cruise. Is that a hit? Yeah, it is. It's a massive Disney movie that was a huge budget movie that went everywhere. It's but a hit. is it's, it a hit? It's not a hit with you because you're an old man, but it's a hit with kids. Can I be real with you? Maybe this is like the teens and the 20-somethings that are reviewing it, but every review I've heard of Jungle Cruise was not that they, great. They saw it, though. That's all that matters. He got him in the door one way or another. Bad movie or not, he got Let him in the door. Let me ask you a very controversial question. Was this at that period of time where they just skipped through the movie theaters altogether and just went directly to Disney Plus? Because if I already have Disney Plus for free, I'm going to check that movie out. So he took he took a year off for 2020. So 2021, he had Jungle Cruise, Free Guy, and Red Notice. Okay, so I know for a fact Free Guy is a hit. Red Notice. He was he was in Red Notice, the main character in Red Notice with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Okay, so basically he's just Hitching his train to uh, the Ryan Reynolds. He did that with Kevin Hart for like four years. And Kevin Hart still isn't. And he did that with Sean William Scott, too. Yeah. So, what? We should probably expect one to two more Ryan Reynolds movies from him? Maybe. I mean, they've been okay, both of them. But but back to Jungle Cruise, I have heard horrible things. Like, I've been. None of the people that you hang out with seem like they would be Jungle Cruise fans. Do you know what Jungle Cruise is? Yeah, it's a Disney attraction. (laughs) Okay. All right. And everyone that I've talked to not only loves Disney's. They're love Disney's love Disney. They're annual pass holders, all this fucking shit. But they're like, yeah, I'd rather just go on the ride instead of spending two and a half nah, hours. You're wrong, bro. It's a good movie. Is it though? I'm going to review it in a couple weeks, bro. I can't just do rock movies every week, so I have to split them up. But I am backlogged on rock movies like four or five deep. That's a way to get someone committed to this podcast because they have to wait at least two weeks to find out if it's a good movie. <laughs> you know, I'll take that long. I'm doing one today, but I'm not doing that one. There's a better one that I reviewed. Okay, well then let's talk about Christian Cage. Um, I've seen on the interwebs a lot of people are getting mad. They're trying to isolate just the uh, Luke Perry comment versus Edge's recent promos. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Christian Cage is better than Edge. Dude, stop this. Stop this. Stop what? Stop this thing you're doing where you're comparing Christian Cage and Edge. Stop this. They have to be compared. Why? Because their entire careers are intertwined. Not to mention... Christian was kind of a fall guy. I have recently listened to Gangrel's podcast, and Gangrel literally said himself, whatever you do, protect Edge. Edge is the guy. That's who we care about. We really don't give a shit about the brood, but we care about Edge, and he's going to be the next fucking guy. Jesus Christ, man. I just, it just, I hate this game we play where it's like, let's uh, let's do this thing where we compare Christian and Edge because they're different wrestlers. Like, I know that they're conjoined at the hip because they were in a tag team together for so long, but... Not Come only the that, fuck on. Like, they're different, complete careers. Like, oh, one person stayed in the same place for the entirety of his time, got injured, and was out forever. The other person went to TNA and did all this other shit, was phenomenal everywhere he do went. Do you know why, though? Because he was always in the, like, limelight of Edge. He was the background character to Edge. So but, he had to go prove himself. But isn't that the underdog story that everybody loves? Yes, but everybody talks shit about Christian Cage. But why? No, they don't. 
Yeah, no, they do. They don't. I mean, maybe maybe the right. people you're looking at. All right, maybe but I have not. The underdog game is fine because I remember when he came into AEW, there was a lot of angry people that were wanting something else, and that's a fair assessment. But that's always been his life. Maybe that's what puts that chip on his shoulder that makes him be able to perform the way that he performs. And that's the only reason why I compare the two. At the end of the day, I just prefer Kate or Christian Cage's. At the end of the day, I just prefer Christian Cage as a wrestler. Man, but a lot Dad of just had a lot of moments on the grandest stage. Will. They have, but at the not same, they him who Edge or Christian Edge Edge has had a lot of moments on the grandest but, stage. So maybe not Christian, but Christian has revitalized or revolutionized fucking ladder matches with Edge. That's fine, but I don't. Not to mention post Edge and Christian Edge revitalized Money in the Bank as well. Eh, he did. I will give you that. So I mean, there's a couple things that Edge has done that maybe aren't for everybody i honestly think that randy orton match as much as you hate it is an interesting idea for a creative piece of a wrestling match like that's a really interesting idea to put that on your resume to say i did this you know what i mean well let's agree to disagree oh i don't i don't i'm not i don't want to make pause i want to make sure that i'm not being the guy that's saying that edge is better than christian cage that's not what i'm saying it's just different but how do i put this Almost any time Edge was brought up before Cage went over to fucking AEW and Edge came back, right? They were always together. That's even they're, afterwards. They're close friends and you know what I mean? But what are you going to do? It's not just a close friend thing like how we hang out or something. It's like literally anything Edge would do, Christian would be right by his but side. But the chemistry is there, man. It is. And maybe that's Edge just calling him and being like, hey, bro, I'm doing this podcast. You want to do it with me? But it's not just that. They're literally together in WWE and WWE is acknowledging them as a tandem. So what I'm saying is, it's like, I personally, like, this isn't tomato-tomato type shit where I'm trying to compare the two, but when you look at Edge and Christian, unfortunately, because of how much they've gone through, you always have that comparison. I just personally think Christian Cage is a better wrestler. So let me get back to Do you do that that with Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy as well? Yeah. Okay, all right. If we're going to do it across the board, that's fine. Actually, fun fact of the day. Did you know Jeff Hardy worked Stone Cold's first actual match. Really? Yep. Jobber Matt Hardy back in the day in like the 90s. But wait a minute. Steve Austin's first Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kind of. The ringmaster. But his first televised recorded WWF match was against Matt Hardy. You sure? I'm positive. Let me clarify a little bit in case you are a little bit weaselly. Technically, his first appearance was just him being announced as a ringmaster, but the match with Jeff Hardy was recorded before that appearance. So, like I said, his first actual match within the WWE, WWF is the ringmaster or whatever, was against Matt Hardy. Hmm. It's not the Matt Hardy that we know and love, if you love him, but it was definitely against Jobber Matt Hardy. Anyway, though, I do want to talk about Christian Cage's promo. First and foremost, if you're surprised that he turned heel on Jungle Boy, that says it all that you don't care about long-term story booking because I could have told you since I bought a Royal that he was going to turn. But how he did it was just magical. And the fact that he came out and said the thing that you didn't want him to say is heat. And it's the right kind of heat. He did exactly what he needed to do and he's got people talking about him. But once again, like I said, I had only seen that little snippet versus a whole like Judgment Day promo. I will say the entirety of that promo was amazing. And he made a lot of points. A lot of people just talk about your match this week, but none of them span the course of 20, 30 fucking years. To this day, everybody is talking about those TLC matches that Christian was very much a part of. And 
for people to like be upset about him coming back to AEW, yeah, he's not your Cesaro or your fucking Johnny Gargano or anything. But at the time, not only were they not free agents, but he brings so much value to the company that not a lot of people do. And he even mentioned, you know, he's not going to take younger stars under his wing or stuff, but that's exactly what he's fucking doing. And he's in there and look at the drastic improvement on Jungle Boy with the time he spent with Christian Cage. Back before Cage was around, he couldn't cut a promo for shit. He was just over. Now he can cut a promo and he's over. And all Christian Cage is going to do is not only make Jungle Boy more and more fucking relevant through this fucking feud, because at the end of the day, he's the bad guy. Jungle Boy is the good guy. Who do you want to win? I mean, I want Christian Cage to win, but that's but we're impartial. But the majority of people want Jungle Boy to win. But especially after the Luke Perry comment, all you want to do is watch Christian Cage get his ass. I mean, that week before where he they showed it again this week where he said that to his sister and mom, like (laughs) exactly. But that's what he's doing. So we live in a time where it's magic, bro. It's it's so hard to actually be a heel, and Christian Cage just fucking gets it, whether you agree. Or uh, I think I think someone who's talented as far as AEW has the ability to get over a little bit easier as a heel than they would on WWE, though. Like, I think it's interesting. I was listening to a busted open and they were talking about how the Miz is able to somehow reach that level of heat or anger from a fan. And he can't do half of the things that an MJF or Christian Cage did last night. Like he's shackled at the leg. And has to figure out a different way to get around the tree. So, we didn't expect to go down this hill, but I will take it down just a little bit. For fans like me, and I understand that I am a minority in fandom, but for me, you know why I hate The Miz? Not because it's The Miz. At the end of the day, he fucking has done his job for plenty of years. But I really do hate The Miz because he was on The Real World. Decided, oh, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. Oh, and now he's been well, pushed that's to the moon. not fair. That's not fair. He wanted to do that far before the real world. But he used the real world, came in. Why do you not like people taking their opportunities? It's not that. I just, how he represented himself on the real world and those first few years of The Miz are completely different than The Miz we have today. And that's why I hate him. Man, dude, that's an ugly, ugly take. It's, okay, there are people who won't like Kenny Omega for like, fighting a child right it's the same concept no that's wrestling those people don't understand wrestling fuck them i would this man i respect people that take their opportunities and capitalize them whether it's the real world leading into tough enough whether it's him taking his opportunities and tough enough you know what i mean like he's doing his thing he's always done his thing and i respect the fuck out of somebody that works and does their job. And that's what he does. Well, it's, it's undeniable. I acknowledge at the beginning of the segment that he's done everything. So for what he is as a wrestler, I respect him. However, I will say The Miz has never done anything to turn me. Me, myself, and Irene. I mean, I, we are bringing up these little uh, Money in the Bank classic moments a lot tonight. But <laughs> I don't know if The Miz has a classic moment like Edge has a classic moment. Maybe not like Edge, because that's like got to be like a top three Money in the Bank moment right there that's of a all top time. One. I, if anyone wants to tell me, other than CM Punk winning Money in the Bank, that's a top three, but that's not a top one. I mean, it's debatable. That's all I'm saying. I'm not putting anyone at I one. I think... For me, at least, the most iconic moment of Money in the Bank is Edge cashing in at New Year's Revolution against John Cena after John Cena defended his title in elimination. Can I paper. can I make a little bit of a hot take here? Hit me. Put Big E's in there as well, because that lead up with Big E, where he was like, "I'm doing it tonight, guys. I'm doing it tonight," and everybody's like, "You're not doing it." He's like, "I'm doing it. 
I'm doing it. Because but WWE I, doesn't believe in Big E. But everybody No, does. but the storyline was so great and the feeling was so great when it happened. Like that's why I want to put it in the conversation. It might not have like his longevity of his run might not have been there. I, but like that moment, just that night, I remember being so excited through the whole night. Like it made me feel so good. And I don't feel like that like a lot. Like there's certain moments in the last three years, like that make you feel a certain way as a wrestling fan. And I think that was one of those where it's just like all night. He even told you the night before, he's like, I'm cashing in this motherfucker tonight. I'll say something that maybe not many people agree with. I think that had the same energy for fans as the whole Daniel Bryan push. Because at the end of the day, we are very aware that he's not going to be the guy for very long. Because if you want to pretend like he was going to hold the title for a year and a half, two years like Roman Reigns did, you're fucking silly. Very few people are going to hold the title like Roman Reigns did, though. Even if, like, a normal champion, like a Brock Lesnar or everybody, like a fucking... Why do you feel like you need to have year-long runs all the time? Because it strengthens the belt. Does it? Because I'm not talking it... about, like, hot hot potatoing the belt every every month or so. But why isn't, like, a five, six-month belt or run good enough anymore? It is if it's... The brain itself feels important. And I have a hard time distinguishing what I look for in a world champion, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. I wanted a fighting fucking champion who's the face of your show. If you have a wrestler who you don't believe can sell tickets, put butts in the seats, and be the marquee for you every fucking time, kind of like your Roman Reigns. Are you expecting to have like Stone Cold every time, though, where he's coming out doing the walk every single night? I want want the champion to feel like Stone Cold or feel like The Rock. Okay. Because that's something that's missing in wrestling. We don't have many champions anymore who go in there and you're like, oh my God, this I kind of my feel fucking like, world's champion. I kind of feel like Kenny did that for us. Kenny did. Kenny is a very good shot for that. I, I'll i disagree with some of that. But well, what I mean is every night, like every every Wednesday night, you could expect Kenny to come out and do something with Callis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you yeah, could expect no, 100%, him to like, be there in some facet. Can I tell you, I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of Kenny winning the belt, but by the time he dropped those belts, I was blown away with his work rate and everything that he did and how much of a superstar he was to be constantly evolving because that was his whole thing during that title run. He constantly evolved himself. And... Yeah, I don't have New Japan, the cleaner and everything, but like it doesn't really matter because if you're that good of a champion, you're able to cross over on all platforms, whether you're given the opportunity or not. Kenny Omega took that fucking opportunity and he rolled with it and really did make himself one of those champions that you fondly remember. Still to this day, I see people talking about Kenny Omega. I actually watched Kenny Omega clip. It was fucking hilarious. It was like the Young Bucks bitching like, hey, Kenny, how did you break the five-star rating, right? And I think it was like a BTE episode or something. And he was like, he's going through all these different things. He's like, did you isolate a limb? He's like, did you try selling a story? And they're like, yeah, we've done that. We've done that. And then the whole time he's reading a book about psychology. And he's like, this is the secret. And that's something that's missed on wrestlers is there's so many keys to build a match that are forgotten these days because people are just chasing their star ratings. And maybe, you know, I'm not to say that, like, Dave <sighs> didn't give him stars sometimes when he didn't deserve them where other people do. Man. But it was an interesting fast. I did not think we were going to end up here. I got to be honest. Well, how about this? How about I take it completely off the rails because there's something else I want to talk about that has no context for wrestling, pretty much. It does. It's all about wrestling. But at the surface level, it's really not about wrestling at all. I don't, uh... Can we can we dig into this where we're at now first? 
Of course, yeah. What's up? Okay, so we're, I want to talk about the star rating and the way that it has affected the business. Like, because you're right. In the old days, they didn't look for star ratings every week. They weren't after, let's see how Shawn Michaels and Owen Hart did out of the stars. You know what I mean? Like, this just didn't happen. It was just a situation where the true wrestlers were just going out there to put on a wrestling match. I, I don't think that everybody is fixated on stars as much as you think. I think that it is a game that you play where we can work this into the story, where it, it becomes part of the continuity of wrestling. But I don't think... It, let's use the example of the Young Bucks, because they're the people that tend to be put around these star meters a lot. Yeah. I don't think that if you ask Nick and Matt Jackson about the star ratings, they really give a shit. Because I know from reading that book that the, at the surface level, they are wrestling fans. They're and, and at the surface level, they did backyard wrestling for 20 years until they got into the bigger businesses like the Ring of Honors and the MLWs and the New Japans and stuff. Have you ever heard the old expression, the PWGs. fame changes people? I don't think that was no, it. I don't. I see. I don't. I don't subscribe to that. I believe that the young bucks are t- playing a character. I don't think that this is any way, shape, or form who they are, except for maybe turned up to full volume. But I'm telling you, if you gave the young bucks a two star match, they would fucking care because it's their characters. Their characters are obnoxious heels. No, at the end of the day. Their most important aspect is being wrestling fans and putting on great wrestling matches for the fans. Fair enough. So if you give them a two-star in their head... But I almost feel like because of them, Dave is big as, as big as he is. Like, he, they are a big reason why he is as big as he is. I think it's just the New Japan culture in general and because he's notorious for giving out. But he's become more mainstream thanks to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and all of that jazz. But he's been around. Like, he was in the steroid trials. Like, have you ever watched those videos? They are interesting as fuck. But I don't want to talk too much on this because I'm going to leave this up to you. If you care about the star ratings, good for you. If you don't care about the star ratings, good for you. Let's talk about non-wrestling things. A few, I think it's like a couple months ago now, I got all upset because Ruckus had claimed that God's hate had made the House of Black's new theme song. I want to be an elitist for a second. I want to clarify something. It was not God's hate. They may or may not have written the instrumentals, but at the end of the day, it was Colin Young. Now, I will say, I am very aware that Colin Young is the drummer of God's hate. However, his vocals are on the track. Brody King is the vocalist of fucking God's hate, and he is nowhere to be found on that track. With that being said, he struck again. And I'm starting to think Colin Young is the new Jim Johnson. You know who Jim Johnson is, right? Yeah, of course. If you don't know who Jim Johnson is, please research him because he is more than likely responsible for all of your favorite theme songs. You just called Colin Young the Michael Jordan of uh, wrestling theme songs. I just want to put that out there. Let me clarify then. He is the Michael Jordan of metal theme songs. He has now come out with two theme songs for AEW in a very short period of time. And he's a wrestling fan too. You better look at Jim Jack, Jack Jim Johnson's track record again, bro. You better look at that list of songs he made again, bro. There's about 30, and they're all bangers. Yes, but I this is almost like that Wardlow. He better right? work a little bit harder. He is. Though. Don't give him Michael Jordan. Have you heard he Wardlow's new theme song? Have you heard any of Twitching Tongue's discography? No, I'm not listening to their music except for what's on the wrestling shows. And I'm also not going to Jim Johnson's house and folding out his vinyls and listening to his personal albums either. But I'll tell you, I have heard the Ken Shamrock theme 
banger. It's a banger. But the thing is, Jim Johnson, I think, hasn't worked with WWE since like 20. Doesn't matter. His resume speaks for itself. And what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to give Eventually, someone Young, maybe before we have comparable discography. If they become if he becomes Michael Jordan, I'll apologize to you. But I believe that that's going to be a tough hill. You're putting him against the all time greatest wrestling composer. Of the past. Of all time. Ever. I don't know. I would say the two theme songs that he has made are arguably better than any of the metal theme songs that Jim Johnson has made. Because him, and give me one second, I have the guy's name. Um, oh, I'm going to look up his his list of songs, and then we'll talk about it again. Who, Jim Johnson? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So please go ahead and do it. But there's another guy who's also responsible, but I don't think he plays nearly as much of a part as Colin does. And I will say Colin puts it completely under himself. However... There is someone else writing the uh, theme songs, so I want to acknowledge him. And if you didn't know him, he's very notorious for Two Minutes to Late Night. Uh, he is a YouTube phenomenon before he did this. Mr. Jordan Olds from Two Minutes to Late Night, he has been absolutely crushing it. From what I understand, he just does additional instrumentals. But there's a part of me that feels like Colin Young just completely wrote these theme songs and added additions from Jordan. Nevertheless, though, man, you need to know your role. What do you mean? You're messing with the Lord of Darkness. Yeah, okay, I get it. That he did a lot of good theme songs in the 90s and the early 2000s. He was cold-blooded, bro. You better holler if you hear me. <laughs> Here's the thing, hey, though. quit playing. I'm your poppy. He stopped. And Colin Listen, Young... I just don't care anymore. Okay, I enough with the fucking wrestling. <laughs> anyway, Colin Young has two theme songs, right? And they're the quality of songs where I will actually proudly listen to them anywhere I go... Any time of the day, wherever. They're fucking bangers. Oh, you didn't know? I, I did know. Uh, <laughs> but, so not only did he do the House of Black theme song, but Wardlow, ever since officially signing his contract with AEW, has been given a new theme song. And at first, when I heard, oh, hey, Wardlow has a new theme song, I said, not for nothing. This makes no fucking sense. This is War is an absolute banger. And then I was given Symphony of War by Colin Young. And I've got to say, this man and Jordan understand metal theme songs. You sure it's not God's hate? It's not God's hate. Even though if you ask Ruckus, who clearly doesn't listen to fucking Twitching Tongues or God's hate, he thinks it's God's hate. Because Brody King is involved in God's we hate. We should like make a segment called The Metal Corner. You could just do this every week. Just talk about metal music. Do you want me to? Because I fucking will, and I know Ted will listen to it. I want you to just uh, do what you want, Will. If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. I think Jewel said that. But no, I'm no Jewel. Oh, fuck. Don't even get me started on Jewel. <laughs> All I'm saying here is I really do think Colin Young has done a lot for metal in the world of wrestling. And I get it. It's cool to see representation, but it's on a whole new level. I've been listening to Twitching Tongues forever. So to see him being represented in wrestling now and Twitching Tongues being represented, because I'll tell you, the Symphony of War lyrics are definitely just Twitching Tongue lyrics. But to see that, it's such a beautiful thing because the minute the House of Black theme song dropped, I knew it was him. I kind of had a feeling Symphony of War was by him. And lo and behold, when I go to YouTube to fucking find Symphony of War, it's by Colin Young. Do we do we still need metal in the world? We just take metal out. I was thinking we should just rather do songs like Kurt Angle's theme song or Majo Man's theme song. Just like classical music might be better. So I'm not going to listen to this take from the guy who asked me if I wanted to see Emery yesterday. <laughs> Emery's not metal. <laughs> okay, okay. But anyway. That's post-hardcore. It's just so cool to see it being brought to the forefront. And then after some investigation to find out that Colin Young is a giant fucking wrestling fan too. Who is like 
him and Jordan Olds, the guys who've made both of these theme songs, used to review CFO's theme songs on fucking TikTok and stuff. So to see this and to see this emerging, it's something to keep an eye on. And you may not agree with it now, but I think in five, ten years, we will refer to Colin Young as the new Jim Johnson when it comes to metal theme songs. Okay, if we do that, then I will say that I was wrong. But I just think maybe you're shooting a little bit high on the mountain. Remember when you told me Wardlow was not going to be anything? Jesus Christ, man. I said one wrong thing on the podcast. He's going to bring up this Wardlow take forever. The man's good. Fine. You want me to kiss his feet? I'll kiss his feet. I don't like his hair. I don't like his attire. But the man's fine. You liked the movie this week, though, right? I'm pretty (laughs) sure it was a rock movie. (laughs) I don't know how. How that happened i don't know but like all right i understand the word low thing will i get it like i understand that i just i'm trying to like this it was this is a funny thing that he's doing with the the security guard yeah it's funny I, it's a funny idea and i wish that there was more of this in wrestling so I can't sit here and get up on the soapbox and say, ah, go away, Wardlow. And I really actually enjoy the storyline. Like, I don't know how far we go with this or where it goes. I got to say, every time on the podcast, you seem like you fucking hate Wardlow. But this in particular, this security guard thing with uh, Mean Mark, Mean uh, Matt. With Smart Mark Sterling? Yeah, with Smart Mark Sterling is just, it's really funny. Like, I got to admit, I- I'll admit to this being a good idea. It's not so, sometimes these little funny things always make me pop. Like that's what I really like about wrestling. And I think uh later on I want to talk about this Shawn Michaels promo I watched on Raw this week and it's the same idea. Like there's things that maybe just I don't know why we're doing this in wrestling, but those are the things that always make me smile the most. And maybe don't get talked about by wrestling fans like you because uh, again with Bully Ray, but this week he said the problem with wrestling is that we are looking too much for athleticism and these beat him up matches and not as much of a character anymore. And he's right. Like we look at wrestling now different than we used to look at wrestling. And that's the reason there's not room for the way that DX was with the Hart family. Like it can't exist anymore because we're not looking so much for characters. We're looking for athleticism at all times. I'm looking for athletic characters. And I think that in the world we live in, there's a divide between the two. It's either you're a character worker or you're an athletic worker. Yeah. There's not both. So I watched Baywatch this week. Oh, my fucking God. Dude. So Baywatch consists of The Rock, Zac Efron, and a bunch of people that I didn't know. We can move on from them. I don't really care about them. Okay. Um, There's going to be someone commenting, you motherfucker, how'd you forget about so-and-so? Well, there are other people I knew in the movie, but off the top of my head, it's not coming to me, so they can just go away. I... I expected this movie to be like a one out of ten, if we're being honest. Like, I went into this thinking, like, I know I'm not going to like this. Like, there's no way around it. I set the bar so low that maybe that's what knocked the bar clear off the rail. Because this was a funny-ass fucking movie. I found myself with good belly laughs at least four times in this movie. Four different times. I thought, man, that's actually funny. I think that Baywatch is funny. How's that happen? So what would you give it on a scale of like one to ten? I don't know. I would say probably a hard six and a half. Like it was way better than I expected. It's not a ten, but it was a watchable movie. And Zach Efron, man, like, can I just say it? Only hits dingers. He's getting to this point in his career where he's like gotta do or die. And I feel like so many people still remember high school music. I love that. Oh, I fucking hated the high school music. So I I I was like I don't know why. I love musicals. I was a choir kid my whole life, so well, maybe that's, that's what it is. I also had a solo from that in choir at one point, 
So I had to like watch it anyway, but I really love the first movie. I won't admit to liking any of the other ones, but the first one's phenomenal. I watched two Zach Efron movies this week on accident. Didn't know he was in Baywatch. And then I watched The Greatest Showman, which may be the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Like I I gotta I'll give say you that one. I'm fucking soft, dude. Like I start I started crying at movies like the last like three years. And I'd never cried in a movie before. Oh, don't get me started. I watched all of Doom Patrol. Like, I fucking binge watched it You last cried weekend. during Doom Patrol? Yeah. I haven't seen most of it, so I okay. don't know how sad so it is. So do you gets. know the Larry character, the guy with all the tape around him? Yeah. His whole story arc and what how they progress him character-wise is amazing. It's hilarious, though, because he's in the third season of The Sinner, I believe. And I really do enjoy the show, The Sinner. His season of The Sinner, arguably the worst fucking season of that I've show. I've never, so, never like, heard of that. What's that? So it's like an anthology series with Bill Pullman. And then the first season has Jessica Biel. I forget who's in the second season. Badass Billy Gunn better be in this show, Will. He is not. But <laughs> I would love to see someone use his theme song, Wink, Wink, Nudge, Nudge. Uh, but no. He, I would like it if Badass Billy Gunn was in more movies. But I think Doom Patrol, like his character work in Doom Patrol... Like, really brought a different side of that actor out for me, and I was blown away. I couldn't do it. I gotta be honest. What do you mean? You couldn't do Boom Patrol? Four episodes, and then I was like, I got other things to do. Okay, so that first season's like 15 fucking episodes, but if you can get through that 15 episode series, I promise you. Where's it at now? What streaming service? It's on HBO, and we're about to go into the fourth season. I'm currently waiting for that. I'll get your password later. You already have my fucking... Okay. <laughs> Breaking the wall time. So, not only does Taylor have my password for HBO because I finally have it back, but he has his own fucking account. And I cannot <laughs> tell you how many times this motherfucker just goes on my account and turns my fucking subtitles off. Like, Taylor, do you not read? I don't like subtitles. Use your account and turn them off there. I can't. Sometimes, I thought I was doing it. Like, I sometimes I put them on if I have, like, it unmuted or something. And so then if I turn it back on, I'll turn them off. So I didn't know that this was the thing. This is news to me. So I not only have a window unit in my room, but I also have a box fan that I'm pretty sure I stole from you, but we won't talk about that. So those are constantly going on in my room. And I'm kind of fucking deaf. think of it as payment for all these streaming services. Which ones? You have my Spectrum account. You have my HBO Max account. I'm pretty sure I gave you my Netflix account. A peacock. Peacock? Yeah, there we go. So it, it adds up, bro. Let's say that's good. So you it's owe good. me then. No, it's a good trade-off, bro. We already signed a deal. We shook a hand, made so a just contract. Stop turning off my fucking subtitles. I'm sorry. Listen, it's not that hard to just click on the corner of the screen and just turn them back on, Will. It's all yeah, Taylor. It's not that hard. So why don't you start doing it? I guess anyway, sometimes do you have I anything- fall asleep. You know what I mean? Uh, it's going to happen. So I, anyway, I would say a hard 6.5. I'd recommend the, the old Baywatch movie, man. Look, a little cameo from the Hoff. Pamela Anderson's in it as well. Guess what? I'm going to hard pass, but I do want to know who you gave your flowers to. Do you like week. dick jokes? I mean, they have their plays. You think penis jokes are funny? Then you should watch this movie, bro. Uh, Trust me. I'll pass. I, I said the same thing. I've I've went by it several times. I don't know what streaming service it's on, but whatever it is, I've went by it like a hundred times and been like, I could watch this and review it, but you know what? Let me nah. watch a shittier movie. Yeah, let podcast. me watch this ball sack movie from the 60s. Every week, man. Every week. And now we're here. Now we're here, and I've got three rock movies put back. This is the best of the three, by the way, man. Whew. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait until you watch another rock movie. Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's going to be the best. You're we're probably right. We're to find out. Is it Emily Blunt with him in that movie? I don't know, because I don't fucking you care about the it, rock. Bro. You should watch it. It's going to be great. The only time I will care about The Rock is once he comes out to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, which is clearly where we're going at this point since Roman Reigns hasn't even been fucking seen on TV other than one title appearance. We have no sympathy for injuries. 
Is he the poor guy's hurt. Yeah. Then give up the belt. Or no, fuck do that. an interim belt. Why would he? They told him, they didn't tell him he had to give up the belt. Why would they? Because they want that number. Because they want to once again surpass CM Punk's title ring. Nah. They did it with Brock Lesnar. Now they're doing it with Roman Reigns because CM Punk is not a WWE guy. Will you Brock be a WWE guy if Brock beats Roman? Brock takes the belts off. Of He's him? not gonna fucking do it. I could tell you that no, right now. No, but what if he did though? In this in the imaginary world where he does, I'd be okay with it because I like Brock Lesnar more than Roman Reigns. That's crazy, bro. You're crazy. Okay. Okay. So you, I'm giving well, my hold on, hold since on. you just insulted the tribal no, chief, I want to go down. A small, small path before we give out flowers. They're not disrespecting the chief a anymore. Rich quick scheme that I'm probably going to start working on. Do you know that WWE takes bets now? People are betting on the finishes of predetermined matches. And I have a track record of pretty much guessing a whole pay-per-view before the pay-per-view even starts. Go ahead and try it, bro. They're doing some interesting shit just to make you lose. Oh. That's why Asuka keeps popping up. Yeah, what the fuck happened, Asuka? She's been everywhere, bro. She's been all over your TV every single week. My TV? Because I don't really Not watch yours, Raw. But she's all over Raw. All right. Now give out some flowers. You know what? When we started this episode, I didn't think we were going to talk about Christian Cage. So he was going to get my flowers at the beginning of this episode. But we've given him a whole segment. That's enough. You know what I mean? I'm not. Christian Cage, your flowers are revoked. You, you can have them next week. Maybe. You better do some more work. So who gets your flowers then? You know what? I think that the disrespect that just came off your tongue towards Roman Reigns. You're really going to give Roman Reigns your flowers out of every other wrestler All I'm wrestler saying available? is, there's probably some other wrestlers I could probably give them to. But yeah. you know what? I don't think he deserves them at all. I've He's been... already our tribal chief, and everybody already acknowledges him. No, you didn't acknowledge him. I have. You just said you like Brock Lesnar better than our tribal chief. Because I watched that John Cena-Brock Lesnar SummerSlam match live, and to this day, it's probably one of my favorite matches. Ugh, here we go again. What? The fact that John Cena, Super Cena, was booked to the moon and back, and nobody expected him to drop to Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar just beat his ass for 30 minutes. It's fucking spectacular. Yeah, okay, you're right. Okay. It's pretty spectacular. So, have you decided, though, are you going to give Roman your flowers? Yeah, no, week? I'm not. I was just kidding. It was, a, it was a work. Okay, so who actually gets your flowers this week? Nick Wayne. Okay, he definitely deserves it. I've... From the moment I saw that man, and I was told that he's, what, 16? 16 or 17, yeah. Now, I also do, I will say this. I think his whole being 16 thing is kind of like a Simpsons thing at this point. He can't be 16 forever. So if I don't hear that he's 17 soon, I'm going to have some problems. But no, that match between him and Will Ospreay was an absolute banger. And on I the think that plays to the, the how much success he's had this year, though, because I really don't think that he was banging out matches like this until this year. Uh, this year, last year, roughly, like, he's had a lot of impressive outings, I will a say. A whole bunch. But the problem is, especially that match, I feel like it gets kind of overlooked because it was like 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we had Slammiversary later on that night, which I want to say Samoa Joe just keeps keeps it going on. Did you know he signed with AEW? Who, Nick Wayne? Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. This is from April 19th, 2022. It says, the 16-year-old independent standout is the youngest wrestler to sign with AEW, but has yet to wrestle a match for the company. Wayne says he's working too hard to prepare for himself for when the day finally comes. I will say, Nick Wayne, if you haven't been already introduced to him, he's going to blow you the fuck away when you do see him. Um, and I think I'm going to go a completely different route. I know you didn't want to give Christian Cage your flowers because we had a whole segment. I'm going to double down on my Colin Young statement. This man 
Here are your flowers. I cannot wait till your next He's fucking thing. He's not even song. a wrestler. He's a You're wrestler. breaking the rules. Are we? Because I don't think we outlined any rules for this. So. <laughs> There's rules. You have to give them to a wrestler, Will. Okay, well, this is the one exception. Colin Young, you Jesus get my fucking flowers Lord. this week. Damn it. Damn it. I'm going to let you talk about shit and Shawn Michaels. So <laughs> Fair I think I should get this one. That's fine. Go All ahead. All right, so tell me about it. So uh, I don't know how much you guys know about my personal life, but I have been thumbing through the raw files, is what I'm calling them. I'm just watching the show. Every night, I just throw it on right before I go to bed and yeah, catch myself aware. a little uh, old school wrestling. And you also turn off my subtitles. Yeah, but that's, uh, you know, part of the game. You know, you can't just have subtitles on with kids walking around when he's talking about stinky, smelly nuggets. Have you ever heard this scene, this promo yet? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Here's the thing. Shawn Michaels got to a point where this motherfucker didn't miss. Like, But this, this is not like... This is not like a promo. Like, he went up on stage, and they did their DX thing, which they always do. He got the microphone and cut a stand-up routine. Like, he went up there, and he goes, I'm going to tell you about the Hart family. These stinky, smelly, dirty, old, poopy, you know, he goes on for like five minutes, and he's like, turds! Like, he screams the word turd, which is like a word you don't hear a whole lot. Can we bring turd back while we're at it? I feel like you already used that word. Am I wrong? No, I haven't used turd in years. But when I heard it, I was like, turd. What a magical word from another time. Can I actually give you a little bit of insight on Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart? Because usually we're always talking about how much they fucking hate each other. But I have an interesting little nugget of information about it. Nugget. A stinky, smelly nugget. <laughs> you know, nuggets were just on the mind. What can <laughs> That's I what he referred to Owen Hart as. So the only tag team titles that the Rockers won in WWF, and it's not even on record because they ended up reversing the decision, taking it off, or not showing it on TV and all that fun stuff, the Hart Foundation actually dropped the titles to the Rockers, but because they rope busted in the middle of that match, they decided, hey, we can't fix this. Even though everyone in the ring did their absolute best job to try to do enough rest holds to like give them editing time, they did not win the titles. Okay, and the Rockers like, never won the titles. The I'd like titles. I'd like an expose on this match next week from you. Okay, you well, write me out like a little paperwork of like what this match was like. You kind of like break it down for me. I'll do you one better. Just support wrestling bios on YouTube if you don't already. Fucking do it because I spend most of my time. Podcasts. I'm trying to bring him to ours. It's content on YouTube, and here's the thing. Here's the thing with the YouTube algorithm. Eventually, wrestling bios are going to show up in our videos, and people are going to click on those wrestling bios videos, and it's going to make our videos more discoverable because not only do people watch our entire podcast on YouTube, but then they click through YouTube. It keeps them on YouTube. That was a way to do it. Okay, you won this one, Will. Very few times will I accept defeat in an argument. You won. With that being said, though, please, please, please follow the big three at Jaded Rasslin, at Tots Pod, at Ear of Pod on Twitter. We have a very great friend named Ted. He does a podcast on a weekly basis just like us called The Heal Truth. More plugging for people. Uh, please buy some merch on ProWrestlingTees.com. If you don't buy merch, you're a smelly, stinky, big, giant, smelly nugget. Yeah, and we're also, like I Turn. just mentioned... Putting out our content on YouTube now. So not only can you find it wherever you find your podcast, but you can even find it on YouTube in a more aesthetically pleasing version. With that being said, though, on Monday, a new episode of Tosspots is coming out at you. So make sure you support them and keep on listening. (laughs) 